Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from addiction almost nine years ago, I have been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life. And I'm sharing everything with you from how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures. I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with the industry's top experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Okie dokie, we are rocking and rolling. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Real Pod. I'm wondering if any of you are surprised by the title of this episode. If you're following my Instagram, you saw me talking about this a week or so ago. And it's been an episode I've wanted to record for a while, ever since I kind of realized that this was more of an issue in my life than I'd like to admit or even really realized myself until some recent therapy sessions where it just keeps coming back to the same theme of like feeling lonely and being alone. And I know that the contrast between like me saying that and then you seeing my Instagram could be a little jarring. Like, how does that make sense, Vic? You're busy and you're out and about and you're traveling and you're surrounded by people. And there's all these people on the internet who you're like talking to every day. Like, how are you lonely? And I get that. And that is a question I ask myself as well. But I feel like you don't have to be alone to feel alone. And that's the kicker, right? To be not lonely, I feel like you have to feel like someone understands you deeply. And it's not this surface level thing. It's a deeper thing. And although I have a speaking engagement with over 200 people there, and I've just met a lot of people or I'm traveling through the airport or I'm on calls. Like, I don't know. It just for some reason doesn't take away this seed in me that feels very alone. And I feel like 
maybe it has to do with I share so much and I put so much out there, but I'm not necessarily like receiving it all back. And I do think even on social media, like you can't really connect through social media in the way that you connect in real life. And on the Dean Vroon Sony episodes that I always talk about, he says in the age of being so connected, we are actually disconnected. Like we're so connected on our phones and to the world, it seems. But then actually when we turn off our devices and we lay in our bed at night with the lights off, we feel disconnected from everything and everyone. And I feel like that sometimes. I feel like that a lot of the time. And here's the thing. I usually don't do research, but I wanted to kind of provide a quote because we're in a loneliness epidemic. And anyone listening to this who's also feeling lonely, I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone because I'm lonely right here with you. Although, wait, I know that you still feel alone even if I say that. But the point is, we're in a loneliness epidemic. And I'm going to read this quote from the New York Times. At any moment, about one out of every two Americans is experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. This includes introverts and extroverts, rich and poor, young and old. Sometimes loneliness is set off by the loss of a loved one or a job, a move to a new city, health or financial difficulties, or a once-in-a-century pandemic. Other times, it's hard to know how it arose, but it's simply there. One thing is clear, though. Nearly everyone experiences it at some point but its invisibility is part of what makes it so insidious. We need to acknowledge the loneliness and isolation that millions are experiencing and the grave consequences for our mental health, physical health, and collective well-being. That's the New York Times. I could also pull those stats that basically say that loneliness equates to earlier death, but that's not fun for anyone, especially me right now. But it's not a great thing for you. But that's also the scary thing is I'm like, okay, well, shit, I'm feeling this way. And statistically, it means it's affecting my lifespan. Like then I start panicking. But I think I do try to think about it as like just a phase. Anyways, I kind of wrote some guiding questions for me in this episode to kind of help us walk through. So how am I feeling right now? I'm feeling lonely. I'm not feeling like I have that human to human connection. And why do I feel this way? There's many reasons, you know, in no particular order. Max and I are very work oriented people. So I work a lot and I actually feel like that's one of my coping mechanisms to avoid the fact that I'm lonely is that if I stop working and I don't do the thing, I sit in silence and I have no one to talk to and I'm alone. So I think I overwork as a coping mechanism to avoid the feelings of loneliness. And one caveat, well, actually, this is part of the reasons, is that I do have people to call and I love my friends and I have the best friends in the world, but they don't live here. And that's another one of the reasons of why I feel lonely is my best friends all live in different cities. And as much as I can call them and we can talk on the phone, I still feel that feeling when the phone call ends or if they don't pick up. And I also don't know if it's the best thing for me to constantly be like calling people who aren't here. And it's not like solving the problem of that I'm lonely where I am in LA. Does that make sense? And another thing too is that because I know I have these great friends that I love and that you see on my Instagram and my videos, I almost think it discourages me to try to make new friends because I'm like, well, I have these friends that I love and that are great. No one in my mind is going to compete with them. Like, what's the point of like putting all this energy into these relationships when I'll just see these friends when I visit them or when they visit me? And I think that's kind of been my mindset. 
And it's kept me from trying to make more friends and like put myself out there because in a perfect world, I would just teleport all my friends here, but they're not. So anyway, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Let me just keep going with this on why I feel this way. Another reason is maybe that the work thing and the busy thing has me too preoccupied to build the relationships. I feel like most friendships come out of shared experiences together, right? When you show up to the same office with someone every single day or you go on trips or you went to school together, you're showing up and you're experiencing the same situation. And like that really brings people together more than I feel like formal sit down lunches and coffees and walks. And even when I think about the people that I would want to reach out to and make an effort with, which I have been, and we'll get to that part, but I do look at my calendar and I think, okay, well, in two weeks, let's do it. Yay, yay, yay. But then two weeks comes and then we do it. And then my next free night is like two weeks later and I want to try to build a friendship with someone else. Like I just almost feel like time is against me. Like I don't have all this time to build these relationships. And also it's like so exhausting. You know what I'm saying? You just want to snap your fingers and be close friends with someone. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to put in all this work. But like we have to because I also think the same way people say there is like love bombing in relationships. I feel like there can be a similar thing in like a friendship where like you get way too close way too quickly and then you have to backtrack or like one of you gets busy. Like, I don't know. I just want to go about it in a healthy way. Another reason is that I work alone and I work from home. So I am cooped up in this apartment all day long by myself. I have people that I work with who are amazing and that I love. And of course, I'm talking to them every single day, but it's pretty work-based, which I like. Like I like to get shit done when it's time to work. And once again, they're just not in this place with me. Like I don't go to an office where like we have a social lunch break and we have that like cute gossip over our cubicles. And don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about my job. I love my job. I wouldn't change a thing. But it is a fact that I am alone and working from home the majority of the time. And I think that contributes to it as well. And then also I just wrote that Max and I don't live in a community area. I'm going to explain what this means right after our first break. Today's solo episode is sponsored by Vionic. I just love Vionic. And not only do I love Vionic, but my feet love Vionic because not only does Vionic have the best curated styles to get you ready for the season, okay? I'm talking cute boots for trips to the pumpkin patch, performance sneakers for your morning walks, or comfortable heels, leathers, and suede for your workwear or holiday favorites. But Vionic's shoes are made with their exclusive Viomotion technology. That's what truly sets them apart, okay? And they began by revolutionizing medical orthotics. So today, they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day long. I literally like hesitate to wear cozy slippers and shoes because my feet are so flat that if I don't have support, I feel it. And so when I wear Vionic, which I do all the time, and I actually love their slippers, you can use code REALPOD15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. And that's one-time use only. Don't miss out. The code is RealPod15. That's RealPod15, all caps, no spaces, RealPod15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. One-time use only. And the best part, they offer a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days. 
This episode is also sponsored by Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company that makes cooking new recipes and trying new foods so easy with plans to fit into every lifestyle. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences, whether you are looking for something nutritious and fresh or something satisfying and cheesy. Green Chef has it, okay? And they deliver everything you need right to your door. And their new quick and easy recipes can be ready in 25 minutes or less. And let me tell you, after a long work day, I do not want to be spending that much time cooking, but I want like a fresh meal and don't always love ordering in. And that can get a bit costly too. So I love the Green Chef quick and easy recipes. Max and I love making their tacos. They're delicious. And the best part too is sitting down to eat a homemade dinner on a busy weeknight minus the fuss. When I tell you going to the grocery store to get all the ingredients and bring a list and then try to cook it, it just feels like too much. But Green Chef provides everything you need for the dinner organized in one convenient bag, which is also great because there's less waste, okay? Less waste, easier cooking, and easier cleanup. Go to greenchef.com slash 60realpod and use code 60realpod to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 60realpod and use code 60realpod to get 60% off plus free shipping. You're going to be having the most delicious, easy, and fresh dinner before you know it. So the last thing I said was that Max and I don't live in a community area. What I mean by that is I just visited Aubrey and Natalie in San Francisco and I go to visit them in San Francisco a lot, but this was like the first time that I don't know what it was about the weather or the weekend or the plans we had, but like they walk out of their apartment and we're walking down a sunny street and there's all these like young people and couples around and people walking their dogs and I felt like everywhere we went, they ran into someone that they knew and we'd stop and talk and, you know, then they'd get lunch at this usual spot. And then at night we're meeting up with this group of people. And it was just like a city and a feeling of community and people around. And I just thought to myself, wow, like Max and I don't have that. We don't have couple friends. We don't have a run in with someone on the side of the street. We don't have a place or a downtown we walk to from our apartment on Sunday. And it really made me step back and think like, is LA and where we live in LA, like making me happy and the place that I want to be. And Max and I have talked about this lengths and we go back and forth. You know, I think for the most part, we'll tell ourselves this is just a phase in our life. And it's a phase where we're grinding and we're doing well in our careers and we're putting lots of time into where we want to be. And this just maybe isn't the year to where we have this pop in social life. And you can't have everything. And I feel like that's kind of where him and I have netted out because it's honestly both of us like going to this thing that it's an epidemic and a lot of people are experiencing this. Max feels it too. He doesn't have a ton of guy friends in this city. All of his are back in Seattle where he grew up or they've moved. And it's kind of nice on the one hand that both of us have each other and like not a lot of people because if he had all these people to go see and then I was being left behind, I'd be like, oh my God, this is even worse. But we usually chalk it up to that. Like maybe this is just a phase in our life where it's not as friend heavy in our city. But I feel like because these feelings of loneliness have just continued to be there, I'm realizing like I want to do something about it. But it's hard to do something about it because as I said, making friends is like difficult, especially in your 20s. And I feel like it's something that people don't talk about enough. But 
it is so hard to make friends in your 20s. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, go up to someone on the side of the road and say, you look cute and nice. Can we be friends? It's not like you have that opportunity to build the relationship and see them every day and like test the waters. I feel like I'm going out of my way to book a coffee, book a dinner, book a lunch. And it's great. But then when you're there, it almost feels like not an interview, but you're like, do they like me? Do I seem fun? Am I answering the questions right? Am I asking them enough questions about themselves? How deep are we getting? Should I make a vulnerable share? Is that going to be too much? Should I text them next time to hang out? But I initiated this one. When's too soon to FaceTime? Do they want to be my friend? Like, you know, it's just a lot and it's not easy. And so I have struggled to figure out how to make friends in my 20s. And then like double dating, right? Like if I'm going out on a Friday, actually this weekend, I made two plans. I'm proud of myself because I'm trying, okay? I have a plan tonight with one of my longtime friends I haven't seen in a while, one of my former teammates from SC. And then I have plans tomorrow night with two girls that I really like, and I'm hoping we can become friends. But once again, I feel like it's going to be exactly what I just explained. Like I'm going to be in my head about like trying to make it a good experience. So I'm trying. But then what is Max doing? Like poor Max doesn't have a plan tomorrow night because like I'm going out to try to build a friendship. And then Saturday night, he has his football game. So I'm glad I made my plan. But you know what I mean? So also trying to find couple friends is hard because you don't want to leave your person back. But you got to find now two people that are dating or married that both of you like the same. I mean, that's hard. And also one more thing I want to kind of like circle back on is I think I said, like, do you say hi to a girl at a workout class? In theory, I feel like that's a good thing to do is like start to smile at people and like make small talk. But if I'm being fully honest with you, which I always am on this podcast and all the time because it's real pod, I do feel this discomfort when I'm meeting a girl my age and I have no idea if she knows everything about me. Like for real, just especially being in the same city, they maybe have seen me once. Look, and I don't think everyone knows me. The majority of people do not know who I am. But when it's like my age group in the city I'm living in, I can't help but feel like they've maybe seen a video. And I do feel lucky and grateful that I get hellos and highs and hugs from people who do follow my content, which I love. Always say hi. I will always want to give you a big smush. But there is this imbalance between the knowledge and the intimacy of this stranger to me knows me very personally and deeply because of what I share online, which is my choice. I acknowledge that. And I know absolutely nothing about them. And so I feel almost intimidated or extra vulnerable that if I'm building a friendship with someone who already followed me or knows me, that like the scale is tipped so far in one direction that like what they know about me is like what you'd learn about your friend the first year and a half, two years, you're friends with them. And I'm having to like play catch up on all the things that I don't know about them. And I don't know how to like really verbalize it, but you know, my Instagram is my diary. Real pod is my diary. But then I also know that when I think about like Taylor Swift, I'm like, Taylor, that's the good thing about this. I know everything about you and I know we would be best friends. So just trust me, girl. So like I know the reverse of how I would feel like wanting to be Taylor Swift's best friend. I'm like, trust me, you would love me. We would hit this off, you know. And so maybe I need to work on that and being a little less intimidated and vulnerable. And not vulnerable in the sense of like, 
sharing stuff about yourself because I love that part of vulnerability. But vulnerability also means kind of feeling like naked and afraid, right? Like you're exposed. And I do feel that way. So I feel like that has just been an additional like nuance to trying to make friends with girls my age in my city. And that's something that I need to work on because that's just part of my job. If you guys have thoughts on that, though, DM me because I'm super open to, you know, what you're thinking. So I do want to talk about like what I'm trying to do to not feel this way, because while it is okay to feel your feelings and accept where you're at without judgment, we also want to make baby steps towards being our happiest. And here's where I'm at. So first of all, I kind of just said this. I'm trying not to judge myself, you know, and Max is really good about reminding me this. He'll be like, babe, you're working your ass off. We're both busy. We're out of town every other weekend. We're trying, you know, like you can only do so much. And I feel like we all need to kind of relieve some of that judgment of I'm lonely and why am I lonely and I shouldn't feel this way. And so I'm trying to give myself some forgiveness and some compassion that like this makes sense. A lot of people are lonely and I don't have to be so hard on myself about it. Secondly, I'm trying to call my friends to talk to them more throughout the day just because I have noticed myself sometimes convince myself that like I'm a burden or I'm negative. And if I call Aubrey to vent about how sad I'm feeling, I'm going to ruin her fun day that she's probably having in San Francisco. And it's so funny. We just had this conversation on the phone. I kind of told her how I was feeling. And she was like, oh, my God, I would never feel that way. You don't make my day negative. Like, I love being there for you, you know. And it was really just reassuring for me to hear her say that because then I don't feel bad picking up the phone to call someone. I will say, though, and this <laughs> not me like literally contradicting myself the entire episode, but I work on this with my therapist and I talked about this in the relationships Q&A solo episode I did. If we are calling our friends all the time, we're not leaving space for them to call us or for them to reach out to us. And so I have also been trying to work on not filling all the lonely space with calls because I think it is important to sit in the space. And that's actually another one of my pieces of advice for what to do about this is I'm trying to make peace with the stillness and the quiet and the being alone. Because if I can become better friends with myself, and I can become more accepting and kind, honestly, kind to the quiet, to the no plan, to the nothingness, then maybe it won't make me feel sad about it. And this is actually something Aubrey and I just talked about on our chapter eight, so much to say episode about inner space. And I think I need to make more peace with the quiet and the still. And that's why I've been trying to meditate more, just spend five minutes a day in silence with myself because I think I'm so uncomfortable with it and I want to be around people all the time that I equate the stillness and the quiet and the loneliness with like negativity, which then is creating my feelings of loneliness is like another kind of analysis thing I put on it. So try not to judge myself, trying to talk to my friends a healthy amount and reach out when I need it and trying to make peace with the quiet and the alone. And then lastly, I am trying to make the effort. I'm reaching out to friends. I'm making plans or I'm reaching out to the people I want to become friends with or better friends with. For me, I've thought about like, who are the girls that I've met in LA that I vibed with and I liked? And can I hit them up for a coffee or a walk? You know, I have been trying to make that effort and I have two plans 
this weekend with potential friends, PFs, if we shall call them. And then last weekend, or was it the weekend before, I also had two plans with some girls I really like that I would consider friends and I'm trying to get closer with. So like, I'm trying to make that effort. And if we don't take action, nothing's going to change, right? I feel like that's kind of one of the kickers with anything when it comes to struggling with our mental health is we have to do something about it and we can go at our own pace and we can take our baby steps. So I'm trying to make the effort and I'm excited tonight. I'm going to the SC volleyball game, like I said, with one of my teammates. And then tomorrow night I'm getting dinner with two girls that I've always really liked. And I'm excited that we have a plan on the schedule. And I just booked another dinner with someone that I've worked with here and there who I think is really cool. And so we're going to grab that on a weeknight to fit it in in November. So, you know, I'm trying. And I think also knowing myself, I have to kind of like let it out of a claw grip a little bit and just like make the effort, show up, be my true self and just let the cards fall where they may. So that's where I'm at. I'll keep you updated. And I hope that this episode maybe did comfort you in a little way, a small way, if you're feeling lonely. Like I said, I'm right there with you. Thousands and thousands of people are right there with us. And I appreciate you for tuning in and listening to my thoughts and feelings today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave me a review and tell me what you liked about it. And I will shout you out on next week's episode. Thank you, everybody, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.